Green Room on Air. Green Room on Air. The podcast that takes you beyond the velvet curtains and into the pulsating heart of the entertainment world. Hello, everybody. How you doing? You have reached Green Room on Air, and I am your host, Ray Renati. This is my little space in the corner of the various interwebs, as our friend George W. used to say. I hear there's rumors on the internets. How y'all doing out there? Hope you're having a great day. It's a beautiful day here in Palo Alto, California. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping, the frogs are croaking, and I'm a happy camper. Yes, indeed, Siree Bob. Ah, oh, boy. You know, I'm supposed to hike Half Dome again. Maybe some of you realize, if I told you in the past, that I did do this less than a year ago, and I made it. I was the really fat old guy on the top. I was kind of a celebrity up there for a little while, just because of my age, I think. So I had my little 15 minutes of fame. And I'm supposed to do it again on June 25th because I am addicted to hiking Half Dome now. And I'm supposed to do this with my dear old friend, Chris, from high school and college. And I think I'm going to make it, but I'm having some back problems. When I go out and hike now, I get like this spasm on the right side of my back. Oh, I love getting old. Don't you love getting old? Whoever is out there listening, you old? You old like me? 61? Or are you a young whippersnapper? Well, if you're a young whippersnapper, you'll see. You'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Getting old ain't easy. It ain't for amateurs. And there's no guidebook. And it happens pretty darn fast. One day you think you're kind of young, and then the next day, well, I'm getting old. O-L-D. Old. Not gold. I wish it was gold, but it's old. Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching this television show on Netflix called Beef. It's a very dark comedy. I guess I would say it's a Korean TV show, although it's in the United States and it's all in English. Well, almost all, but it features mostly Korean actors, which is kind of cool. It's the, the lead actor is the guy from show, what do you call it? Walking Dead, who played Glenn. And also he was in a movie that either got nominated or won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Yeah, his name is Steve Young. And yeah, you might remember him as Maggie's husband in The Walking Dead. Poor old Glenn. He got munched by them zombies. Yes, indeed. Well, most people end up getting munched by zombies on The Walking Dead. That's why it's called The Walking Dead. Let's see. What was that movie that uh, the movie that he was in that got nominated for Academy Award? Yeah, it was called uh, Minari. I think it won one Academy Award. I don't remember what for, but yeah, he was he's good. You know, I saw him the first time I saw him was years ago in a movie about some penguins that invaded someone's apartment and he was a pizza delivery guy. And I think he had a scene. He had five words. It's called an under five in Hollywood. Yeah, he was the pizza delivery guy. I specifically remember that because The Walking Dead had already started and I was a huge fan of The Walking Dead. I know. Embarrassing. Oh, well, what can I say? I love zombies. And he was, yeah, pizza delivery guy. What movie was Let's ask Chat GPT, our old friend, what the name of the movie was with the penguins that take over a guy's apartment. Okay, what's the name of the movie that take over a guy's apartment? I am addicted to chat GPT. This is scary. It's a, it's a comedy. You have to sometimes give it 
some extra I don't have chat GPT-4 because you got to pay for it. And I'm a cheap MFR. Let's see. The movie you're referring to is The Man Who Knew Too Little. Hmm. I don't know if that's right. I'm not sure if that's The Man Who Knew Too Little. Is that right? Where's my IMDb? I don't think that's right. I just don't think that's right. IMDb.com. Okay, let's see. The Man Who Knew too little I, th I think this is totally wrong isn't it the man who knew too little is this it wallace richie is a mistaken for a spy and must stop a plot to assassinate international leaders at a banquet what no no oh well let's see if what's his name is in here steve steve search on steve steve hmm. no this is not right see chat gpt is sometimes just way off oh well who cares <laughs> you know we got to get to our guest and uh, oh special day today it's very special day indeed sari bob ladies and gentlemen hold on to your hats and prepare to be dazzled because today we have a very special guest with us her name is abigail munn and she is the artistic director of circus bella abigail is a true circus superstar with a background in dance and aerial arts, she has wowed audiences with her performances in renowned circus troupes like the Pickle Family Circus and Zope or Zope, I'm not sure. Well, if it's a true Italian circus, Zope Italian Circus, Zope Italian Family Circus, that's how you would say it. Uh, and the Pickle Family Service was a circus. The Pickle Family Circus was a huge deal when I was a young man in San Francisco. Abigail is kicking off Circus Bella's 14th annual summer season with their newest show, Bananas. It's a one-ring outdoor circus extravaganza featuring acrobats, aerialists, jugglers, and clowns from the Bay Area and beyond with live music by Rob Reich and the Circus Bella All-Star Band. This 60-minute spectacle is free for children of all ages. The show runs from June 8th to July 16th, 2023. That's this year, in case you're listening far out in the future. And the performances will take place at various Bay Area parks, including some out-of-town shows. So, without any further ado, I bring you Abigail Munn. I just saw you at a play in San Francisco recently, yeah, right? Yeah, I was I was being Lawrence Hellman for the night. So oh. I would add, that's that's what it was. Is Lawrence had was unable to make the opening of the play, and so I was there just to make. Sure. It was my one only foray into being a publicist. Oh, <laughs> right. I see. Okay, so I, was just, I was just helping. Oh yeah, I was surprised to see you there. Yeah, <laughs> but because it's all of you know Lawrence's contacts, I knew everybody from Circus Bella World, so that's why it was kind of fun to. Yeah, it was fun. It was. I actually missed. I had in-laws in town. I missed the play. Oh no! Yeah, well, I ran out. I I did my due diligence and then I ran out the door. Well, my wife loved the play, and I was lost the entire time. So, it was a it was very, I guess I guess I would say sort of avant garde. And my wife is French, and she loves stuff like that that is difficult to figure out. I mean, I I I, I almost felt like I needed to watch it again. Yeah, I think there there was so much there, and it went so quickly. I just, I, I just, I don't know. 
how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, people seem to love it. Anyway, thanks for coming. And uh, you have another show come up with your your circus with Circus Bella. What's it called? It's a, a show is called Bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Bananas. This is a, not not avant-garde. No, yeah. Tell me about it. So bananas, it's just going to be an explosion of silliness. I think, I think the idea of, you know, just kind of silliness and absurdity, it's still a circus. So we'll have all of our, you know, amazing feats of strength and balance and all the things. And we have our live band, the Circus Bella All-Star Band. So we have a live six-piece band at all our shows. Yeah. And, and then... I think the idea of bananas is just kind of, to me, <laughs> the world feels like it's going bananas a little bit. So let's, let's kind of embrace this feeling that we are all having and, and make fun of it a little bit. So it's, we're working actually right now, we're in clown rehearsals, coming up with material that's specific for this show, which has been, been neat. Fun. Yeah. So I think the website said it's sort of a, a play on a wandering circus or something like that. We follow the format. All our shows, we are not even a play. We are yeah. a wandering circus. Okay. So we, we show up in the morning. If you, if you really wanted the full, if you wanted an all day Circus Bella event, you could show up five hours before the show and watch us unload the truck. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be fun. You could have a cup of coffee while we're all working and <laughs> And then we, so we set up a, a ring. We, we always perform in the rounds. So we put the ring mat down We put the ring curb on. We set up the bandstand. We put up the set. Then we practice a little bit and then, and then we do a show and that's fun. And then we take off our costumes, put our work suits back on and put it back in the truck and leave. So. So everybody works in all areas of, of the production. Everybody works in all areas of the cast. To be yeah. a glamorous circus performer with Circus Bella, you also have to be willing to load and unload a truck. <laughs> so. Yeah. So how has that shaped your perspective on the circus industry as a whole, having to do it all like that? I think circus is, in general, like unlike other kind of performances. I grew up in traditional circus or I kind of started my career in traditional circus. Mm -hmm. And unlike other performance modules, there is this kind of everybody does a little bit of everything. So there is this community family feeling and that we all work together to make this show. And there's nobody that's there's nobody's not that's not willing to roll up their sleeves and get to work. One of the kind of there's a very old circus saying that's kind of the little tag that's called with it and for it. So that comes from Ringling Brothers a long time ago. And it's basically mm -hmm. like when something has to get done, you drop what you're doing and help out. Yeah. Great. I think that's that. And that I think there is something when you see Circus Bella, you see that we're all really working as a family and as a community. And in some ways, maybe that truck loading and unloading becomes kind of a company bonding <laughs> community mm -hmm. You know, there is this. That's I think that's sort of the magic of our shows is you watch is, is that feeling of a really diverse group of people, ages, genders, race, everything. We check every box, but we're all working together towards this show. So so was it hard for you to get used to that at, at first or 
Oh, no. I mean, no. I grew up in circus. This is, I didn't know anything different. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> so. it's, it's very different than most theater where yeah. you know, everybody has their job and that's what you do. And you don't, you definitely never encroach on anybody else's job. No, uh, I think it's pretty, it's pretty standard for circus to be yeah. like this. So that wasn't, that and it wasn't very surprising to me. And we, we cast people that are also willing I don't think every circus performer today is willing to do all the things and we, but we, we cast people who believe in work or are interested in working this way. Yeah. Yeah. As a team, the as team a team work. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen your show a couple of times and it's, it's really fun. I think the addition of the live band is, is really cool too. I, I love the musical aspect of it. Yeah. And your performers are incredibly talented. I mean, you have, you get some amazing people. We have really exciting this year, you know, usually it's mostly local performers Mm -hmm. and then we'll bring one or two people in from out of town. Um, Mm -hmm. So this year we're bringing in, I had to make my list just to make sure (laughs) anybody out. I'm spying right over here, but I, we have Cole Bennington and he comes from San Diego, California, and he's going to be working. He's from the San Diego circus center and he is going to be stacking a bunch of chairs and doing handstands on them. Oh my God. It's very scary. Scares the heck out of me. I know it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to scare you a little bit. That's part of our job. The guys like 50 feet up in the air on 20 chairs or something. Yeah. It's yeah. That's doing that's, handstands and yeah, you know, you know, uh, yeah. Your everyday kind of thing. Yeah. And then <laughs> we have Logan care. Who's a tightrope walker. We've wow. t- a tight wire. So we've never actually had, this is our first time having a tight wire act yeah. in the reins, the circus bell ring. We've had slack rope, but not tight wire. So we're really excited to bring her here. And she has been a part of kind of, we have a sister circus in New York city called the Bindlestiff circus. And so she comes from that company. So that's kind oh, yeah. of fun. Uh, you remember that, that family in France that used to do tight rope walking like across you know, high rise buildings. Oh, oh, I know. Amazing. I mean, so we're, we're doing, and they didn't, you know, and they live like normal lifespans. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's, <laughs> there's also the flying Melendez. And yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Maybe. Flying Melendez. Yeah. So, I mean, I've met a few of them and they're all very nice, normal people. They're the only thing that they do is that they like to normal. Okay. <laughs> just, just, just like average people, but they happen to. Or how about those rock climbers who put the rope across like two like rock spires over a three thousand foot drop and walk across it's, it? It's incredible. It's yeah, incredible. yeah, yeah. Well, that won't be happening, but it will be tightrope walking. There will be tightrope walking. Oh, cool. We'll be uh, still slightly lower to the ground. We have to. You know, that's the one other thing about working in the parks is we're not allowed to put stakes in the ground, so things have to be a little. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to horrify any children. You know, right. We don't want to uh, horrify any children. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, that, and so you don't have tigers and lions. And no, no lions, no tigers, no animals. Occasionally at some locations, we have a, our clowns during the pandemic trained a dog, Finley. So Finley sometimes performs a pre-show performance. I think I saw that. Maybe yeah, but you might say some, yeah. some performances will have an opening dog act. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, you got to love dog acts. I mean, dog yeah. acts are the best. I love dog acts. So. so you used to perform with Pickle Family Circus, circus right? I and, did. And they were a big deal in San Francisco. I don't know if they're still around or not. but They're um, no longer around, but they're, yeah. I think we carry on the tradition of that feeling of kind of public circus in the parks. Great. Parks. Their shows were slightly, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to. 
I forgot to turn off my dings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've learned. I, I turned mine off just before we started. I meant to, but I am sorry about that. That's all right. It happens a lot. It happens almost uh, every time, actually. Um, I should warn people. I never, yeah, I always forget to. Oh, yeah. I, so the dings distracted me. P pickle Family Circus. Oh, so, yeah. So yeah. I started with the Pickle Family Circus school when I was a kid, and then I performed as part of, we were the Pickle Family Circus Kids. And so we I performed in their Glen Park show, I think 89. <laughs> How did that happen? How did you get involved in circus as a child? How well, old were you? I started when I, I started when I was eight or nine years old. My mom, we still joke about this as this was the key parental mistake that happened is my, my parents signed me up for a kid's circus class. Uh -huh. um, the Pickle Family Circus School up in Glen, up in on Potrero Hill, and yeah. I, I mean, I still remember. I walked into the building, and it's kind of funny, but I, I smelled the smell, and I was like, and I looked at a picture of Buster Keaton on the wall, and the, all the props and the gorilla suits, and I was like, oh, this is this is what I want to do. This is it. This is what I'm. This is this is. I love this. So. Neat. So I just, I'm always amazed at that when, when kids find out what they want to do when they're eight years old and they actually do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think if you had asked me when I was five, I would have wanted to be a ballet dancer. And then yeah. by nine, I was kind of focused on trapeze artist. Uh, okay. And then, and then I had a, I had a foray into modern dance and cabaret dancing and then kind of kept kept with the circus. So, yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine not having, I just, I'm just, you know, the thing about me, is I, I I'm stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> I need to have a one track mind. So once I get something in my brain, it's I have kind of can't I obsess. And so that's neat. You know. Well, well, you were involved in sort of a burlesque troupe as well called yeah, Kitty Bang. Does a, that have any influence on the circus arts? That I, I think so. We joke we were in rehearsal and we were needing. I love choreography. I love Busby Berkeley. Yeah. I think there is, you know, we're, we are, we perform at noon rather than midnight. <laughs> so yeah, right. There are some differences there. Yeah. I get a lot earlier than I used to, but, but I think there are, I love, you know, my other inspiration, you know, I always think my, what are my inspirations other than actual circus itself is I always love to watch the Muppet show. The Muppet shows are just mm -hmm. the best thing ever. And then MGM musicals and all of that kind of, and I think you see it in our, the outrageousness of the colors of our costumes and, I try to, you know, there's that little bit of spectacle that I try to achieve. I think, I think there's something about going to the circus or at least the circus that I want to create in my particular mind that you just can kind of escape reality for a little bit and see something, you know, we can all see something beautiful mm -hmm. <laughs> or at least yeah. I guess what I think is beautiful and see something amazing and see something funny and, you know. Well, I, I love, I love your shows. I mean, it, it's, it's not like going to Ringling Brothers. Well, like in Ringling Brothers, you have the clowns and they're funny. Yeah. But in your in your show, like everybody's always performing and, you know, they're always kind of acting, you know, Absolutely. it doesn't. Yeah. And and the costumes do. who Do you do the costumes or well, incredible? I, I work closely with Autumn Adam from yeah. Garden Unique Corsetry. And actually, Autumn was a kitty with me. So we uh, were we were in the burlesque scene together and we've been friends forever and we've had a couple different, I used to make all the costumes myself and then, you know, slowly I'm trying to let go. I can't, I'm trying not to have the sewing machine out 
the night before the show. <laughs> wow. This is the big goal. It still happens <laughs> sometimes, but, but now Autumn does a beautiful job designing all our costumes and working on that. And so she's, she's incredible. And, you know, shout out to Dark Garden, this incredible local business that, that makes, you know, if, if you need a corset or some custom item, go to Dark Garden. They're really an incredible, I think they're a legacy business now in San Francisco. So, oh yeah. I think you mentioned them last time we talked. Uh, yeah. um, where, where are they over in, they're in, they're Hay- in Hayes, Hayes Valley? Yeah. Okay. Hayes Valley. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hayes Valley is cool. There's a lot of cool shops over there. We have a great yeah. show this year in Hayes Valley. Actually, okay. one of one of our we will be in. I cannot remember the date off the top of my head, yeah. but mid June will or mid July will be in Hayes Valley. Okay, as part of their carnival carnival day. So 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 the show. When is the first performance? Our first. We are going to be doing an open rehearsal preview on mm-hmm. June eighth mm-hmm. at Defremery Park in West Oakland, and then from there. We go down to Laguna Beach for the following weekend. And then I, I never like to say dates out loud on because oh. I don't have the list with me. That's OK, but it's going to run in June and July, basically. June and July. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And I'll just put the link in the notes. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I love that park in Oakland. It's a really nice venue. Different yeah. Park is a beautiful park. Yeah. Different yeah. Park is a beautiful park. And there yeah. we've been partnering them to do our preview performance. They've hosted us for, for since the beginning of Circus Bella. So it's great. We love going there. And that, that park in the dog patch area is nice too. I think we're going there this year. Oh, okay. Well, that's not, that's there's a, other places. There's so many other places. I went there, so I like that. <laughs> yeah, so you've been increasingly involved in the advocacy work for circus arts and workers' compensation rates and things yeah, like yeah. that. All of the sexy stuff that goes behind the scenes. Yeah. So how's that been? Well, it's interesting. So we, I am on the founding member and on the board of a new organization called the American Circus Alliance. And it's pretty exciting because basically now all the circus owners in, in the United States are actually in a room talking or in a Zoom room talking to each other about kind of the problems that we all face running circuses. And and one of the things that we're working and we're making progress on is to be treated as our own art form in the United States. So, you know, you have opera and you have ballet and you have theater. And there's like, when I, I write a lot of grants, we just got our first NEA grant this year. It's a really big deal. But when I write an NEA grant, we always get into the other, like circuses always are put in the other category. Okay. We want our own box. <laughs> so this is National Endowment for the Arts, which yeah. has been cut and cut and cut over the years. So getting anything from them is a, a big deal. It's a deal. really big deal. It's yeah. a really big deal. I'm really, I got a, a letter from Nancy Pelosi with a wet signature congratulating me. I was Really? Very Wonder, oh, frame <laughs> that. Yeah, I know. I was so excited to get it. I was like, wow. <laughs> Well, good for you. So, yeah. so yeah, we're working on that and we're, you know, working, this is the first time I think yeah, we're just trying to create yeah, recognition for circus as an art form as a valid, you know, and actually one of the things that we're finding is, is that, you know, there is a lot of money. We, we generate, you know, a lot, there's some economic, you know, Cirque du Soleil and all the shows in Vegas and, yeah. you know, we add to the economy of the United States. So we're, we're worth having around. <laughs> right. 
Guys, Cirque du Soleil is huge in Vegas. Huge. They, they usually have three or four different shows going on at one time. They employ a lot of people. Yeah. Of yeah. Like, have, you, so, have, you, have you ever thought of working for them? <laughs> well, I'm now over the hills. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks like career at Cirque du Soleil might not last too long, given what the stuff that they want you to do. I mean, well, I, people. I know people that have had life like I have a friend who's been working there now for 15 years. So I think yeah. you can. I have I actually quite a few friends that once you, you know, they're I think it's if they are a great company to work for because they move you you know you move into different roles as, and i think there's as you advance oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> advance in age. age so yeah start out someplace and then move around i think you know good people are good people you know so, even at circus bella we've had a little bit of that you know a lot of us in the company i started out as the i mean i was the founder but i started out as the trapeze artist i'm moving on along the line i'm the ringmaster yeah. our our contortionist our for dora now does the aerial act you know carlo who had a foot juggling act now is our production manager so there is this kind of yeah progression that happens <laughs> so, so how long can a person perform in the circus with some of these acts i mean it seems like it's just brutal on the body i think i think it depends on the act and it depends yeah. on the person and yeah. it depends on your training depends on a lot of things yeah i mean i think yeah, there's no real particular number. Yeah. You see kind of every and every time you're like, oh, well, it's this you age out of this, you see somebody who's breaking all the rules. And then also I think sometimes people just decide, you know, I think I maybe on the trapeze could have gone for a few more years, but I was like, well, there's other things I'm interested in doing. So I'd rather do this. You know, I think there's this, it sort of is a personal journey for each. You mean breaking the rules of like personal safety or 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 physical you know, well, I think that deterioration every, of the body. Yeah, I think, but also, I think it's like everyone is such a unique journey for each yeah. performer. So it's, it's you know, you see, <laughs> I mean, there's a friend of mine who we loosely just chat over. We did a show together in Colorado and he's, I, I, he must be in his 60s and he's still doing contortion. Yeah. So it just depends on the person, right? I mean, it's like any other sport. You know, I, know, yeah. we, I, I just ever, I see pictures of like, wow, you're still doing it. That's incredible. That's incredible. And, and he's really bending. So, uh, you know, you just, you know, every person has their own journey. Of yeah. Everyone's physiology is different and, yeah. <laughs> and the mental capacity and desire, you know? So, I mean, I, I used to be in, heavily involved in competitive sports and I couldn't anymore because of arthritis and all this stuff. And I still know people who are doing the same thing. And so it just kind of depends on the person. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just amazed though at what I see, like when I see the contortionist. Oh, Elise is an architect. Ah. She's so good. She's yeah. not doing that anymore. Oh no, she. The one that you've seen is yeah. doing. Oh, uh, good. The one, the woman who's our aerial, you'll see, is our aerialist, Dora. Yeah. She was on the hoop two years ago, and she's coming back. This okay. year she was our contortionist. If you went to the show five years, six years ago. Yeah, I did. And then, and now, now to be a contortionist, does that take? natural ability and then practice or can you actually practice your way into being a contortionist who can do that stuff or do you I, already have to have like loose joints i think you have there is you have to have some natural ability okay just because i mean i think for me personally i'm not i mean i'm more i guess i'm more like my comparison is a contortionist but i can stretch and stretch and stretch and stretch and it's just not gonna it's not, i'm not gonna get myself there so there has to be some some 
natural ability, a lots of training. And I think every act kind of, it reflects, I think your personality a little bit. It's like what you, you know, I think the contortionist, you kind of have to have this ability. I mean, I guess all circus acts have to have a tolerance for discomfort, but, but the ability to really sit there in these, like the, the training is, is really intense and you have to have the mind to be able to handle it. Yeah. You know, I, I can only speak from my own personal experience, but for me, you know, I can think I have, I have the discipline to practice every day. I, and I still even do that in the way I stay in shape and everything like that. And I have mm-hmm. the comfort, but I also like to move. Like I like to swing. I like to like, go, I don't like to sit still very much. So I think that's where trapeze was a better fit for what, and I wasn't, I'm not very flexible. So I could kind of hide my flexibility a little bit and move yeah. or my lack of flexibility and move. And so that's, I could see where tra- being a trapeze artist can become such an addictive sort of obsessive so, thing. Yeah. It's well, as you get a little addicted to the height and the adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went to, what was it? Club med once and they had a little a trapeze thing there and I, and I did it, you know, basic stuff. Oh my God. That was incredible. It's so fun. It's and so you can do stuff like super easy, basic stuff right away. And just, absolutely. Blew my mind. It's like, oh wow! If I had done this when I was younger, I think that I, I might have gotten into it. Yeah, it's well. It's never too late. You can go to the circus center. <laughs> yeah, you can take classes at the circus center in San Francisco, huh? Yeah. Who yeah. I know some people there. Yeah, cool. So, do you have any advice that you could give people who might be interested in pursuing a career in circus? Is it is it like a, a way you're going to become super rich or? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being, I'm kidding. I mean, no, so I, what advice could you give young people who want to be I have, circus I performers? Mean, I have my cynical advice is if there's anything else you want to do, you should do that first because it's hard. Yeah. But on the other hand, what I actually think is pretty magical about the circus is a, you get to join this community of people that's spectacular. And I also think it's an art form where they're really, it celebrates the uniqueness in people mm-hmm. so that there really is a, if you want to do it, you have to, you have to be willing to work really hard. You know, you have to train hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my early coaches, Mr. Louis would say training is bitterness. <laughs> so you have to, you know, you have to train hard, but, but I think with that, there is a place, there are so many different paths you can take. And so there's a, there really is a place for everybody in the circus, which I think is pretty special, provided you're willing to do the work and you're nice. <laughs> well, the athleticism involved in a lot yeah. of these things and yeah. And the night, the friendliness and the sense of humor and yeah. the acting ability and the energy, like people, you have to bring 110% all the time because a circus is always yeah. elevated, think- you know? I think all shapes and sizes and talents are celebrated and there's a really is a place for all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's that's my, so if you want, if you want to join the circus, pick a class, find find your teacher, you know, what do you want? You know, take a bunch of classes. What do you want to try a lot of things? And I think you do have to find what comes just a little bit easier (laughs) than the other things, you know? Yeah. 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 So it's like a lot of the arts or any athletic endeavor. If you want to really do something at its, at its, you have to really, really want to do it. You know, but you, you have can't, to just really, you can't, you do can't it just kind of want to do it. Yeah. 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 For sure. 
So how do you see the the future of circus arts evolving in the years to come? I think it's really hip right now. Everyone wants, you know, you go to, you go to these, like the circus center and we're actually rehearsing at kinetic arts center in the East Bay. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of people who are taking circus classes and taking aerial arts classes. And, and, you know, we hosted a clown workshop we with on Friday with this amazing out of town artist, Michelle Matlock, who's working our clowns with our clowns. And I said, well, let's do a, workshop for the whole community and it was sold out. You know, I think we're at this amazing time where people really are interested in the circus arts and it's hip. And I think, you know, in my, when I was a kid, it was popular. All the little girls would take ballet classes and now all little girl, even, and everybody takes circus classes. What do you think is accounting for that? I have no idea. Probably Cirque du Soleil, you know, Oh, okay. you know, because it's once again, I think there was a time when circus wasn't as accessible. And now, you know, there really is this, you know, maybe, maybe movies like The Greatest Showman, you know, and I think. But whatever, or maybe that's it's popular because but circus is popular right now. People like to go to the circuit. I mean, they always have. And I think it's one of these things that goes up and down. But we're I think we're in a moment, you know, I sit on these Zoom calls and there's so many little regional companies and there's so much interesting work being done in the circus community right now. It's a really cool, cool time. Now, I I remember when I was younger and in the 70s and 80s, I guess it had a I think it had a boom around that time. Do you think this is similar? I think so. Yeah. Great. So, I, yeah, I think we're in this a great time for circus. Yeah. Well, and everybody loves the circus. I mean, I, I who mean, doesn't who love want to go to the circus? Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> seriously, it's like just happiness. Yeah. <laughs> I think also, I think this is... Maybe this that's is why. My plug for circus is it's this, this amazing unifying... It's a great unifier. You can't really... And I think we, right now, I mean, this is my personal artistic statement is it's nice to find a few things we can all agree upon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's just, you know, and I think circus is kind of one of them, you know, you know, our show's only 60 minutes. What, what could, you know, just yeah. Yeah. And laugh for an hour together. Yeah. It's, it's lacking laugh in politics. Thing. I assume. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we, we stay far, far away. We just. Yeah. Try to find a moment that we can come together and laugh. Yeah. So great. So great. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thanks for having me. You bet. Well, there you have it. Our guest, Abigail Munn from Circus Bella. I've been to their circus a couple of times in the past, and she's been on the green room before, too. And I really, really enjoy the show. And it's free. It's an hour long. She has these incredible performers. The costumes are magnificent. The music is excellent. It's full of energy, full of love, full of life. And I guarantee a good time for you and yours. Thanks so much for listening today and visiting the green room. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give me a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps for me to get ratings. I can get more listeners and put more into the show. 
If you would like to contact me, just write an email to greenroomonair at gmail.com and I will be happy to read your email and answer. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, which may be from a remote area of Europe. Until next week, I will see you on the boards. Bye-bye, everybody.